Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Living Testimony Podcast with your host, Shani Oyewumi. I hope you're all safe and just getting ready for Christmas. Last week, I took a break just to refresh myself and reflect on life. And now I'm back with episode four. And I believe this is one that will definitely convict your hearts and speak to you and potentially speak into your situation. And so the title of this one, as you can see, is Kingdom versus Culture. And I want to focus on our generation. And when I say our generation, I mean millennials or Gen Z or Z, however you want to say it. Because there's no denying that our generation is one that is waywards, backwards, rebellious, toxic, just a bit different. And there are times you just look at our generation, you think, damn, it's a real shame being part of this generation. But 2020 has shown me there's so much, there's so much untapped potential within our generation. And in 2020, I've just seen that there's a fire and passion within our generation that can bring people together and cause great impacts. As we've seen with all the protests spearheaded by youths, such as the Black Lives Matter protests or the NSARS protests. And this is all great and fascinating to see. And it does truly warm my heart when I see it. But on reflection, I was thinking to myself and I realised that we do not necessarily see that same fire for God and doing his work. And that's a bit of an issue. Our generation is one that can easily spend hours every day creating and establishing an online identity on social media, whether whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, trying to impress people that really do not care about us. But when it comes to spending time in the presence of the one who calls us his bride, who calls us a royal nation and chosen people, we struggle to do so or simply neglect it. And now you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Shenny, why are you only highlighting this generation and not focusing on previous generations who are equally as guilty of this and have made the world the place it is now? Well, the answer to your question is so that we do not make the same mistakes previous generations and the Israelites made and force God to ask and use our children to do things he asked us to do. Just let that sink in for a minute. Remember, God wanted to get the children of Israel into the promised land in 11 days. But because of their sinful ways and nature and their disobedience, it took them 40 years. It took them 40 years to do something God wanted them to do in 11 days. I pray that's not your portion. And you see, whilst so many people have called 2020 the worst year ever and how they want the year to end, I've just called it the year of awakening and the seasoning of awakening because it has opened the eyes of many to the wickedness and the sinful nature of this world and has seriously questioned the priorities of billions across the globe. But it's so easy for us to sit here and judge others and speak about others. But you just need to pause and ask yourself a million dollar question that we all tend to avoid. Are you living for the kingdom or for the culture? You see, this is not just a question. It's actually a decision, a lifestyle and a command Echoed in Romans 12.2, which reads, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And I want to just talk more about this decision to live for God's kingdom. Because many people assume that it's the easiest decision you could make and it's a walk in the park. I'm sorry, that's a lie. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Be transparent. The decision to live for God's kingdom is one that has seen me lose so many friendships. And I'm talking about friendships that I thought I'd have for life. 
I'm talking about people who I actually thought would be my um, grooms. I was about to say bridesmaids. No, 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 sorry. People that would be my groomsmen, you know, potential godfathers, etc. Ever since making the decision to live for God's kingdom and not the world, I've lost so many close people in my life. But at the same time that I've lost so many friendships, I've touched even more souls. And at the same time in which it may seem like I've lost my popularity in the eyes of these people, I've found my worth in Christ. And if I was to make the decision again, if you gave me a hundred opportunities to make that same decision, I'd make the same choice over and over again. But this highlights a problem that has stopped so many people from giving their life to Christ and have caused so many Christians to become lukewarm, and that is the fear of loss. This is a fear that for a long time inhibited me from bridging the gap between knowing about God and knowing God personally. And this fear comes in many forms, the fear of what people would think, the fear of your dark past being used against you, the fear of not being able to live life to its fullest because, as they say, you only live once. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you, as I said. When you make that decision to live for the kingdom of God rather than the world and the culture, you are going to lose out and miss out on things. But these are things that are of the world and are desirable in the eyes of men. But I just want to remind you that the Bible tells us in Mark 8.36, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but lose his soul? So just take a second to ask yourself, have you lost your soul to the world and abandoned God's kingdom and his divine purpose for you? Here's another question people need to ask themselves. In finding God for yourself and building a personal relationship with him and choosing to live for his kingdom, what exactly are you losing out on that really matters when it's all said and done? Because as I said in the previous episode, the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, 19-21 not to store up treasures on the earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves can break in and steal, but to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So what is sitting on the throne of your heart? What matters to you most? Is it bringing glory to God's kingdom or seeking the approval and the opinions of people? Because the Bible says you cannot serve two masters. You will end up loving one and hating the other. There's no split in the middle. There's no comsy comsa. It's one or the other. And this is where and why I said in the last episode, perspective is everything. Because you could be a success by society's standards and store up all the treasures of the earth and still miss out on God's divine purpose for you. And similarly, you can seek after things of the world but miss God. But when you seek after God, those things will find you according to his will and purpose. And that was evident in the story of Joseph. And if in case you do not know, Joseph is my favorite character in the Bible. And the interesting thing about the story of Joseph in Genesis is that the only time or the first time I remember Joseph mentioning God himself in the Bible was when he told Potiphar's wife that he cannot sleep with her and said, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? That one decision to choose God's kingdom over sexual immorality, over the pleasures of the world and over the lust of the flesh ensured that Joseph fulfilled his divine purpose. Because I strongly believe that should he have made the wrong choice and slept with Potiphar's wife, it would have led to his physical and spiritual death and he never would have become prime minister. But there's a general misconception I want to clear up. Because yes, the Bible shows us that Joseph made the right choice, as we can see, that choice led to him being sent to prison and from being a prisoner he was catapulted into God's glory and became a prime minister. However, we just see that one decision from Joseph. 
but well and truly the decision to live for God's kingdom over the world is not a one-off choice you just make when you give your life to Christ. It's a daily decision and battle and this is something many people are not prepared for. You cannot assume that once you've given your life to Christ and made the choice to live for God's kingdom that it will be a walk in the park and you will never be troubled. I'm sorry, life is not that simple. The Bible tells us that the devil is like a roaring lion and he comes to kill, steal and destroy. There's a divine assignment and purpose attached to your life that the devil does not want to see fulfilled. And this is why when Jesus was teaching us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer, he said, give us this day our daily bread. Because Jesus knew that we could not depend on our own strength and flesh, but that we needed to depend on the Lord's strength on a daily basis to ensure that we can fulfill our divine purpose and live for God's kingdom and not the world. And so you may be listening to this and you are, you are struggling daily to walk in righteousness. You're struggling to live a lifestyle that brings glory to God no matter how much you try. Or you may have good periods, two, three weeks where you're on a roll. Everything is flowing. You're enjoying life as a Christian. And then suddenly you find yourself backsliding or spiraling out of control. I just want to remind you that the enemy does not struggle over anything he does not see potential in. When it's getting tough and you feel like the world is dragging you back into its dark and ungodly ways, please remember your worth in Christ. Remember that you are his bride. Remember you are a royal priesthood. Remember you are part of the chosen generation. Remember you are a light of the world. The decision to live for God's kingdom over the world may seem tough at first. It may seem like a constant struggle and it could even lead to harsh consequences or losing out on things. But just take encouragement from the story of Joseph and understand the importance of delayed gratification because delayed gratification and starving the flesh and feeding the spirit is so important but so valued in the eyes of God. It may have seemed that Joseph lost everything after he rejected Potiphar's wife, refused to be a part of sexual immorality and was sent to prison. But well and truly, that decision that Joseph made ensured that he gained everything that the Lord had ordained for him. And that's because God that sees what is done in secret will reward you. Even though Potiphar didn't know the truth, God did and he saw what Joseph did. And because he made a decision to live for God's kingdom, God rewarded him exceedingly and abundantly. And we see a similar story with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Three Hebrew men who refused to conform to the patterns of the world this time in the form of idolatry and refused to bow down to the king's image and they were punished for doing so and at the point of being thrown into the fiery furnace it may have seemed like their decision to choose God's kingdom over the world would be a costly one and would lead to a significant loss in terms of death but as we know the fire did not consume them and a fourth man the son of God appeared in the furnace and this just shows that when you choose to live for God over the world and you're bold enough to exercise your faith and reiterate your decision of living for God's kingdom in tempting or difficult times what the enemy intends for evil God will use for your good and so finally for anybody who's just struggling who feels they're in a constant battle who feels like it's too much who feels like there's too much of a yo-yo one day it's good the next day it's bad I just want to remind you that God is not after perfection he's after your progression and I want to remind you do not give up on God because he will not give up on you when you're weak, he is strong. Just call upon his strength because you can't do it on your own. Put on the armour of God and seek him in prayer. He is there for you. He knows what you're going through. You are not the first nor will you be the last person to fight against worldly things. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you as it says in Philippians 4.13. And so I just want to pray for you that 
any stronghold, any chain, any yoke that has held you back, you are released from it in the name of Jesus. That you may have been thinking and wondering to yourself, when is it going to end? Or you maybe have been lacking the bravery to finally stand up and say enough is enough. I choose to live for you, God, and not to live and indulge in things of this world. I pray that God stirs your heart, convicts your spirit and evicts every idol that has taken its place and taken priority over your relationship with God and doing his work. I just pray that you remember your worth in Christ and that your worth in Christ will mean more to you than the approval from men or the opinions of men. And I just pray that you remember what matters most, that we're not to store up treasures on the earth, but we are to store up treasures in heaven. And even when for those people that seem that they've been doing God's work, they've been living for his kingdom and nothing is happening, they're still in the same struggle. They were expecting more. They've been expecting breakthroughs, miracles and testimonies because they've been living the right way. And then they see other people who live an unrighteous life and get rewarded. I want to remind you that the Bible says God who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And although you may not see your reward now, you may not see it tomorrow. You may not see it in your lifetime on earth. But remember, you're storing up treasures in heaven. Your good and clean heart and your willingness to serve the Lord will not go in vain. Lord, we just pray for strength. We just pray for restoration. That whoever's destiny has been stolen by the enemy because they've been living in worldly, sinful nature. We pray it is released and restored right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you've been blessed by this message. And as always, please like, share, subscribe because you never know who needs this message. And I just wish you a blessed week. And as always, take care and God bless. And a Merry Christmas in advance.